Hello there, everybody. It's Carlisle, just at the top of the episode to give you a quick little warning. Um, there is a porn corner this week, this month, and during the porn corner, there is some very not-safe-for-work audio. So you will have a warning that that's about to happen because there will be the porn corner jingle, and I will put in the show notes a time code for when the porn corner is over. Um, so if you're in a place where audio of an actual porn video can't be heard, then you can skip past that bit using by listening out for the jingle and then going to the time code in the description. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. and welcome to Dungeons and Dragnos, a podcast where we homebrew ideas for use in Dungeons and Dragons. Now, two months ago, uh, we we said that the theme of the next episode was going to be drinks, is it you know, like cocktails, that kind of thing, that kind of fun thing. Um, and then we didn't release an episode last month. You know, we were so busy. But the good news is that it means me, your host Carlisle, and my friend Chris over here. Good evening. Um, we would have had two months to laboriously <laughs> think of ideas for this podcast. I'm sorry if you can hear a fan in the background. It's so hot in here. It's on the lowest setting. I can't open the window. It will be traffic. So I'll put a noise gate on this, but we're just going to have to deal with that. Mm. Um yeah, no, it should be. Due to that, we've had two months to think of stuff for this cocktails edition of Dungeons and Dragnos. Uh, it, it's impossible to me that either of us earlier today were Googling the names of cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> and in hypothetically my case, writing them down with no further idea, just the name of the cocktail. <laughs> How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing wonderfully. I would like, if it's alright with you, to start off the, the drinks episode of Dungeons and Dragnos with a little story I was once told. Okay. So, uh, many, many Brits will know, I know we have a very international audience, but... Many Maybe Brits the most! That, <laughs> that um, a couple of years ago, Stella Artois went from being maybe 5.5% to um, 4.8% alcohol. Okay. I would translate that to our international listeners because sometimes it's funny. And like in Europe, it's like double the amount, but not double the alcohol. Like something that's 10% is like normal. Are you but, talking about proof? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if that's a European thing. I think I hear that more associated here, even though no one says it because it's stupid. If you use proof, you're stupid. It was prevalent in the Czech Republic. Yeah, fuck the Czech Republic. If you're from the Czech Republic, you're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) it went from sort of the top uh, alcohol band of commercially available lagers in the UK to middle to low. Okay. Um... And this is, this is just a, a, a thing that happened. But I heard, and I cannot stand by this story. I haven't verified it. Okay. It likely isn't true. But it's what I was told. Um, so a friend on our, our university sports team uh, of, of rugby league 
told me that a friend of his mother Fucking hell. Um, was on the advertising board for Stella and they were concerned about its reputation as a can of wife beater. Um, and they felt... Not something I'd heard before. Really? No. Okay. Um, Is that its reputation? Yeah, that's, a, that's the sort of cultural association with Estella. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and that, that was a tailored move to draw back from its association with thuggery and domestic violence. Because um, so, I, I occasionally had a Stella Artois, because they do like little side. Oh no, I'm thinking of a cider company that is ironically called Cider. So it's ridiculous that I've made this mistake. Do they make a brand of cider that's yeah, just called Cider? Yeah, the Cider Okay, that's yeah. what I'm thinking of. And those come across to me as quite cultured. Yes, yeah, that's. that's so that's their deliberate that aim right, now, so. yeah, is to be. The posh lager. Yeah. Because they were the can of wife beater. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so that's, that's an interesting bit of uh, trivia that I was told and may well not be true. And if you had to turn that into something related to Dungeons & Dragons, this is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast after mm. all. It's not just two guys get together once every two to four months. <laughs> A chat shit for an hour, and <laughs> somehow it gets like sixty plays. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I had to turn it into a Dungeons and Dragons idea, uh, spousal combat system, <laughs> in which you have to be married to spec into the spousal combat system. Yeah, yeah. All right. I guess it would be a lot of wedding ring based moves. A lot of the positioning of it. Mm. Maybe a, a, a hefty photo album of wedding day pictures. <laughs> wielded like a club. <laughs> this is the cocktails episode. What is it? The regular stellar art lager has a loose association with wife beaters. And therefore... Spousal combat. Spousal combat. <laughs> I thought this was just the drinks episode. I, it's, it's whatever we want it to be. Matter. Okay, it doesn't okay. fucking matter. No one listens to this except for thank you all those people. Thank you. Unless you're from the Czech all Republic. All those people. <laughs> Just v- if you're listening to this. That sure is <sighs> that sure is the full name of someone you know. <laughs> God, I am so bad. You're really that. terrible. Makes but my job of editing much harder. <laughs> <laughs> But now I just want to say some full names. Not just for fun. Just yeah. list them all. Just pull up your Facebook. Just go down alphabetically. Start with, your, want, start with your closest friends and I family. want it to come off like the bit of Icelandic football commentary when they beat England. Yeah. Just a... a it's Norwegian. Norwegian, sorry. A series of titans from yeah. my life. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about. Go and search up Norwegian football commentator beats England. It's so funny. There's just this Norwegian guy just just going, we beat England, the land of giants, and then just lists off like 10 people. Margaret Thatcher, 
Tommy Cooper, um, Winston Churchill. <laughs> and then he says, and like you English like to say in New York, uh, you boys took one hell of a beating. You boys took one hell of a beating. Like four times. It's so funny. <laughs> it's the funniest fucking thing. Anyway. So it's the drinks episode. Yeah. You got anything? I do. Okay. I do. Are you, you're aware of the wonderful spirit that is absinthe. Uh-huh. Uh, very strong. Uh, put some hairs on your chest, as they'd say, if they were 70 years old. <laughs> um, which, to be fair, I don't see a lot of young people talking about absinthe, so... I think they are. Oh, I think all it, of them. Yeah, yeah. No, I think perhaps it comes from a time of scarcity, because I don't know why you'd drink it if you had a choice. <laughs> um, it's fucking awful. Um, but, uh, as, a, as a sort of caveat to that, it's so alcoholic that it is effectively a hallucinogen. Are you aware of this? No, it's not. That is a myth. I'm, I'm, I'm here to ruin your whole idea, I can see it in your eyes. So, it was a great idea for me to bring this up. And then you be like, no, fuck your one idea. Get out of here, I'm going to debunk you. I mean, theoretically, your one idea, there's sure. no way you have one idea. It's been two months after all. Sure, sure. Hit me with your six to seven other ideas. No, 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 I, wanna be, I need to be thoroughly debunked. Okay, first. well, let's pretend that absinthe is hallucinogenic. No, no, I need to hear your evidence about absinthe definitely not being hallucinated. Okay, when you take it, you don't hallucinate. Right. <laughs> but, like, have you never had, like, wild dreams on alcohol or anything? Um, no. Okay, well, all I of think... my dreams, it's a, it's a running joke with me and my friends. All of my dreams are so boring. I have the most boring dreams in the world. And I wonder what people would think of it. Because when you... You know, like, people who are into that nonsense, they go like, oh, if you dream about a lake, it means that your third cousin twice removed is having a hemorrhage right now. Yeah. You know, it'll yeah. be something hyper-specific yeah. and weird, and, like, or, like, or it'll be, like, if you have a really weird dream, you know, you'll be like, ooh, I, you know, goblins were chasing me. And my dad came down, but he was a vampire. Uh -huh. And then his head exploded and ins inside his head was just 12 tangerines. And then the dream, the dream interpreter will be like, you're worried about your taxes. And you'll be like, how did you come to that? Um, so if they heard my dreams, it would probably be something like your dad is a vampire and in his head there's 12 tangerines. Because one dream that I, I, I've had dreams so mundane that I've had to check in real life if they actually More than happened. once, Carl has asked me like, oh, did you buy me a cheesecake from the shop yesterday? And I was like, no, no, why would you think that? I don't oh, know, no reason. <laughs> I didn't remember that. Like the, the one that I do remember, because you know you forget your dreams, and I guess I just forget the circumstances around my dreams. Is uh, Ross, who used to be on this podcast when I was living with him, but not Chris. Um, I did once. I had a dream in which he said to me, "I'm going to the shop. Would you like anything?" Mm. And I said, "Yes, I'd like some baked beans." And he went to the shop and he brought me back. A tin of baked beans. Yeah. And I said, thank you. And I put them in the shelf. And then I woke up. <laughs> and, then, and then later that day, I had to say to him, 
I don't tend to buy baked beans. Did I ask you for baked beans or was that a dream? And he said, I have no idea what you're fucking talking about, but you haven't asked me for baked beans recently. <laughs> so it was a dream. Wow. Yeah. So wow. tell me about your absinthe idea. So, um, so it's at least a common myth. It sure uh, is. It's not uh, a genuine phenomenon that people uh, will refer to absinthe as the green fairy. Yeah. And it's, it's supposed that when you sort of half pass out in a drunken stupor, you imagine that a green fairy has, has emerged from your bottle of absinthe and is dancing around the room with you. Okay. And I like the idea that someone might be able to imbibe uh, some fairly disgusting and, to be honest, incapacitating alcohol yeah. in order to summon a green fairy. Good. I think that taking some punishment to your various <laughs> faculties <laughs> in order to have a green fairy sounds quite fun. Okay, so how powerful is this green... What does the green fairy do? Does it, like, grant you a wish or is it a fighter? Um, so, from the folklore that I've read, and it's not extensive... Mostly dancing. Okay. Um, I <laughs> if I'm in d and I'm going to realize there's not going to be many times I'm like, I need to drink the green potion to summon the dancing fairy. Yeah. Or all will be lost. So I suppose the, the sort of buffing role of a bard, maybe? Okay. Or, it's like um, bardic inspiration on crack. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah, there's a there's a green fairy, it dances around, and then you have advantage on your rolls. But the person who takes so that can be good, it affects the whole party. Yeah. The whole party has advantage on their rolls, except for one person who has disadvantage because they're drunk. Yeah. On their green wormwood-inspired drink. Because that's what absinthe <laughs> is made of. A thing called wormwood. Mm. I don't know why anyone would name something wormwood and then go. Fit for beverage. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the least advertising thing possible. Yeah, yeah. Because think of the circumstances. I know I'm harping on about this too much. Yeah, yeah. The circumstances by which something is called wormwood is either because it looks really gross. Yeah. Or there's worms in it. I wish I'd prepared a porn corner on Wormwood. Duh. I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> and I'm, a, I'm a pretty unflappable man most yeah, of the time. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll happily listen to any deranged porn corner. <laughs> but, uh, but not about a worm's big hard wood. Oh, that's at least better than what I was picturing. Oh, what were you picturing? Like worms in your wood. Oh, no. They're no. horrible. Oh, I have a horrible horror. No, that's And I, I am a big fan of the subreddit. Well, this is a subreddit called r slash antfucker club. It's just. It's just people posting like, oh, I want to fuck ants so much. <laughs> it's so funny. It's, it's really funny. It's just like, oh, imagine if like ants were crawling in your penis. How amazing would that be? I'm like, it sounds fucking horrible. I'm glad you think it sounds fun. I got, I made, I made, I got some karma once because there's a place in where me and, and Christopher are currently standing. We're currently standing in 
Uh, there oh, is... we haven't doxxed enough today. We're just revealing <laughs> our location to the world. Maybe I'll just bleep it every time I said that. <laughs> um, but there is a place called Antrim Avenue. Mm. So I put a picture of the street sign like, I know where I want to live. <laughs> and then I got like 4,000 Reddick. <laughs> from people who either genuinely do want to fuck ants or like to joke about fucking ants. So yesterday we were with our friend Bleep and they were like, if you- I'm so you're going to start now, are you? <laughs> Just say bleep out loud, and therefore I don't know. We were with our friend Elizabeth. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and we they... saw so many people. I have so many friends. <laughs> I'm so popular. And they said, and I don't think this is true. This sounds like shit folk psychology to me. But if you joke about a fetish, oh yeah, life, she did. Your brain can't differentiate between enjoying it ironically and enjoying it. So you will, over time, sort of develop that fetish that yeah. you've been joking about. Um, so how many ant fuckers do you think they've created is my <laughs> question to you. Well, I guess it depends on how likely I am to... Because I've maybe been in, in that subreddit. Mm. Not, I wouldn't say actively. It's not been like a daily check for me. And if, it, <laughs> if it was, then maybe I would be willing to consider that I had some sort of latent ant fetish. <laughs> <laughs> But am I, am I, like, two years on now, more likely to want ants to crawl in and around my genitals yeah. than I was before? And my answer, I'm pretty sure, is no. That's understandable. <laughs> that sounds bad, man. Yeah. So you made, how long has it been? 17 minutes. Oh, boy, that's not nearly as long as I hoped. Um... <laughs> Tell me you're bringing an idea to this episode. Of oh, I'm bringing at least one and a half ideas. <laughs> so so I, I, I quite like Green Fairy. And Green Fairy. We don't really delve into stats anymore. Because, we don't. <laughs> um, I think it's more interesting to just hear us throw shit out there. But we probably should in some way uh, acknowledge how it might interact with... A game of Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, so if we're saying an act like Bardic Inspiration, for uh -huh. people who aren't big D&D fans, Bardic Inspiration is an ability that bards have, which they can do a number of times a day that depends on their bard level, mm. uh, where they can choose a member of their party and they can have an extra amount added to their rolls. It's not. It's only 1d4, so a maximum of four extra added to their rolls and they might do whatever they're going to do better. Um, so it can be a system like that where maybe for yeah. the duration of a combat where which you've unleashed the dancing green fairy which does not participate in the combat but somehow just the presence of it makes everyone on your team but not the other team go I'm about to fucking kill this <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah it could be an amount that's an extra dice, a D4 or a D8 that's added for the duration of the combat. Yeah. It could be advantage to everyone on your team. I liked my idea before of advantage to everyone but the person who takes the potion who takes in disadvantage because mm. they are drunk. But that sounds powerful. You know, it does sound if you've got a party powerful. of four, three people advantage every roll, that's a that's a lot. Maybe disadvantage for them for the fight, but advantage of their choice during the fight. So once but at a pivotal time if they want it. 
Is that everyone in the party can be like, I'm using my fairy yeah. inspiration? Okay. Yeah, I don't mind that. That's all right. And obviously it must be preemptive. We can't have someone rolling badly and then being like, oh, advantage. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely not. Get out of here. <laughs> Stop abusing my green fairy. <laughs> Stop abusing. We, we think so long about how to make this balanced. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, do we call it green fairy? Um... That is quite literal, but there is also cause to call it that because that's the superstition. You know? There's, yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 it, I can't think of anything particularly evocative about other aspects of absinthe, to be honest. Yeah. Um, what does the fairy look like? Maybe it's just a big worm with wings. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Tilda Swinton, but... Okay, <laughs> it's probably more a. It's it's probably easier to feel inspired by Tilda Swinton dancing than it is by. Yeah, um, yeah. That said, Tilda Swinton's such like a menacing, otherworldly presence in everything she's in that I can't imagine her dancing. You haven't seen The Dead Don't Die, have you? I haven't. Does she dance in it? Sort of. So sort of. For no well-explained reason, in this zombie apocalypse, she is a ninja. She's a ninja. Yeah, good. And she does sort of dancing, sword fighting through the zombies. Uh-huh. Um, it's not a good movie. Don't watch it. But Tilda Swinton's performance as an elegant zombie slaying ninja is everything it could have been. I can't imagine she's done a performance once where I'd go, oh, Tilda Swinton phoned it in here. No, you know, no. It's her job to just sort of be strange. <laughs> It certainly is. <laughs> I, I need the toilet again. Okay. So, I'll in- why don't you tell the people why? I'll entertain. Yeah. Tell them why. Yeah, well, explain that this isn't going to drink those. Yeah. We have a rule about that. Sure. But sure. So, long-time viewers uh, will remember uh, our sterling episodes of Dungeons & Drink Nose, in which... Uh, we at least, and other drinking rules have been considered at times, we at least drink whenever anyone says, uh, Dungeons, Dragnos, Dungeons and Dragnos, Dungeons, Dragons, and Dungeons and Dragons. Which does lead to a lot of glasses slamming on the table, which I hope you're not noticing this episode. I've been very conscious to hold, uh, my rum and lemonade in my grubby little mitts. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it's, it's important to note that this is not an episode of Dungeons and Drinknose. As much as you might have uh, been cognizant of the fact that we are fucked. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, that's the state of play we're in. We were doing the drinks episode. We had to uh, have at least a little bit to get us, get us going. Uh, it's been a little while since we've done this. And, and my deepest apologies for missing an episode last month. It is the direct and clear fault of Carlisle Laurent. Um, so, yeah, we, we got going with a little bit of alcohol today, and, and it isn't an episode of Dink No... Dr- Dr- <laughs> I did, like, a perfect I know. second monologue. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> I walked in the room and you were like, it's not an episode of Dinky Dinky Dong Dong. <laughs> It's not an episode of Dungeons and Drink Notes, but I hope you enjoy it nonetheless. Thank you so much. All right. And now Chris is going to stand up again because there's this thing we do now where for some reason we stand. We stand during podcasts. I love it. I really, really do love it. Okay, so we did Green Fairy. 
Here's what I've got written down. <laughs> You've heard of the cocktail, an old-fashioned. I've heard of an old-fashioned. What about the old dashend? Like the dog. An aging dog. <laughs> it's a familiar with reduced speed, but also has a supply of Werther's Originals. <laughs> That's about as fully formed as my idea is in two months, The relevance to this episode being, of course, that it sort of sounds like old-fashioned. <laughs> this one comes from Liz, who said the, the weird fetish thing. Uh, the Long Island Iced Tea Challenge. There's like six spirits in a Long Island Iced Tea, so you have to fight six spirits. Wow, okay. Goes, she's really good at this. She's so much better, she's so at, this much better at this than us. And she also dislikes the idea of D&D a lot. <laughs> Um, I have no idea for this next one. I just wrote down the name because it exists. There is a cocktail mm -hmm. called a screaming orgasm. I'm aware of a screaming orgasm, but I couldn't tell you what's in one. I know milk is. Milk. Well, that makes sense. That's all I got. Okay. Let's look it up. Everybody prepare to hear some typing. You can see I was doing some research earlier. <laughs> <laughs> My tabs open are all cocktail related. Um, screaming orgasm. I shouldn't need to say anything else, right? I should just be able to type in screaming orgasm. That shouldn't reflect badly on my <laughs> internet history. Cocktail. Oh no, the first thing that comes up is Pornhub. <laughs> Porn corner time. All right, a screaming fuck, screaming orgasm cocktail recipe, Difford's Guide. Okay, it's got one vodka, coffee liqueur, amaretto, Irish cream liqueur, sink, more cream and milk. What the fuck? This is so dairy. There's Bailey's cream and milk in here. Unless single cream. No, half and half is cream. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chris's Pool. Are we just watching porn now? What was the first thing that comes up when you type screaming orgasm? Making my GF scream. Oh yeah, good. She wasn't. To be fair, we didn't watch much of it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Chris's Porn Corner. There's so much dairy in a screaming orgasm. Yeah, that's quite intense. Maybe it's it? for like the association with titties. I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, I'm just, I'm trying for anything here. Really, you're trying for anything and you can't think what dairy might mean as to an orgasm. You're really racking your brain and you can't think what a thick white liquid might have to do with an orgasm. What are you you're talking You're doing about? your best. You're really working hard for this and you're lost as to what a viscous white liquid could have to do. But milk's not viscous. And even if it was, I have no idea what you're talking about. Cream. I'm telling you cream. But cream's less than milk. That's not true, it's the same. There is, <laughs> there is equal 
hearts in this stupid cocktail. Irish cream liqueur. Cream and milk. That's ridiculous. What a ridiculous cocktail. Wow. It's well, I'm glad nice. we're angry at this concept of a screaming orgasm. Yeah, got any ideas? Sorry, this is on me now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just... Threw- I- Threw the screaming orgasm out in the world and thought Chris will know how to make it D&D. Look, I've done the research <laughs> just now. <laughs> As has been proved in every episode of this, you're the ideas man. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I should read my other ideas. Have you ever had an eggnog? Yeah. It sounded to me like it would be awful. <laughs> no, that's But so we good. made them at Christmas and they were very, very nice. I've never actually had an alcoholic one. Oh, okay. But um, in Luxembourg, where I usually spend my Christmases, mm. the nationalized milk company, Luxley, um, does do uh, a alcohol-free eggnog every year. And I don't have it anymore because I'm a sad, pathetic vegan. But it's so good, and it was one of my favorite things about Christmas every year. Was and I'd be like, just waiting for them to go on shelves, and then like, <laughs> like and there were tiny like cartons, but they were so like you couldn't finish it in like two days, even though it was only like this big. It's a, it's a thick liquid. It's so much, yeah. It was so rich. <laughs> um, it's so nice, and then I'd be really sad, like because it'd be like Boxing Day, and it's gone. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, you can't dangle it in front of people too long. Society just wouldn't return back to normal, would For it? For sure. If you could have eggnog or... How's anybody going to be satisfied with milk? Well, exactly. Uh, there is, a, there, there is a, a, a cocktail called a hurricane. A hurricane? It features passion fruit juice. So what if there was a spell that summoned mm-hmm. an actual, like, hurricane tornado, but of passion fruit juice... A hurricane of passion fruit juice. It would be really effective against people with high constitution but an allergy to passion fruit. (laughs) Those (laughs) Those are all my ideas. Those are my two months of ideas. So I'll let you... (laughs) I'll let you choose your favourite for us to develop. Old Dashend. (laughs) The fact... The fact that the screaming orgasm exists at all. (laughs) (laughs) dangerous than a regular tornado <laughs> under the caveat that you have a pre-existing allergy to passion fruit. Carl, we don't have a choice here. There isn't, there isn't Well, like... there's also Liz's actually good idea. Well, exactly. I was, <laughs> this is what I was leading us towards. 
I thought you were leading us towards the old dash end. Place D and D. A need for Werther's originals. <laughs> well, you know, you're fighting a diabetic vampire. Throw him in the mouth. <laughs> <sighs> what four spirits are we gonna fight, Carl? How many are actually in a Long Island iced tea? Um. So generally, rum, vodka, tequila, whiskey. It's insane that that drink's nice. It genuinely tastes good. But what you just said to me sounds horrendous. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. if I, unprompted, was just like, rum, tequila, vodka, whiskey in a glass, and I was like, try this. Yeah. You'd be like, fuck no, that sounds horrible. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like the Coke does do a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, yeah, it's all right. Um, it can certainly go down. Um... Yeah, and is there an apparition that feels to you particularly rummy? <laughs> well, I should note to podcast listeners, I've been reduced to the floor. Yeah, he's fallen over laughing. By the that old dash. <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> you laughed as much when I brought it up. It's so good. <laughs> 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 a pirate a pirate ghost Captain Morgan a pirate ghost also the whole history of rum and pirates but also there is a brand called Captain Morgan and he's a pirate yeah yeah okay so there's a pirate ghost do, we, do these ghosts scale like a couple, the last episode we did two months ago um, we had a monster which was like a scaling monster where yeah. they had stages or is it just four spirits you face at the same time that are inspired by the four alcoholic well, spirits like the, Long the Long Island Ice Tea I feel like they have to all descend upon you at once <laughs> okay yeah sure um, yeah there's no there's no staggered element to it it's all it's, going it's not down a, it's not a tiered drink where like we've got syrup at the bottom no no um, right so yeah alright so we've got a pirate ghost and I guess he he has what do you reckon he's got a hook <laughs> Vodka. What's a monster? If vodka um, was a monster, what'd it be? So you say to me Russian monster, and I think Baba Yaga. Okay, I get that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so we've got a witch lady. Yeah. She's all contortionist and fun. Mm. Um, she's got long hair. Those are my ideas. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know how Baba Yaga typically attacks people. Yeah, I mean, my does. image of Baba Yaga is unfortunately from David Harbour's um, Hellboy. Yeah, but to be fair, very far from the worst thing in, in that... Oh, yeah. She was fun to look at. That her. aspect of the film, very good. Almost the film every in other general, aspect of the film. Garbage. <laughs> um, but yeah... 
I think it'd be fun if each of the four spirits had a different damage type. Okay. So if we if if the pirate's using his hook, yeah, he's doing probably piercing, possibly slashing. Yeah. Um. So what could Baba Yaga do? She could probably do psychic damage. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we've got Baba Yaga who's doing psychic damage. She's doing magic shit to you. What were the other two? Whiskey. Whiskey. I don't. I can't think of anything for whiskey. Whiskey doesn't jump out at me. Uh. So whiskey. My immediate thought: Jack Daniels, America. Oh, they've got the bull. On uh, Jack Daniels, isn't the logo? It's got a bull. Does doing, it? Yeah. Yeah. Am that's I a doofus. And you can possibly ring any bell. One of us is, and we're going to find out who. Oh, let's play. Who's a doofus? <laughs> I'll make a jingle. No, I won't. That's too much. Jack work. Daniels battle. Fuck. <laughs> I meant to say bottle and I typed battle. But you've got so many images of the No, bottle. it wasn't enough. All right, well, there's not a bull on this. So I think what I was thinking of was Jack Link's beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> but I propose that that's a good enough idea. <laughs> so the, my main obstacle towards the Jack Link's beef jerky, Jack Daniels, Whiskey, <laughs> uh, Long Island iced tea connection, uh -huh. strong though it is, <laughs> uh, is that it does mostly, I would imagine, the same type of damage as a pirate. Well, that's the thing. How, so, much, how much is the difference between a hook and a horn, you know? Well, it could be either, I think, piercing damage yeah. from the horn actually puncturing you, or I feel like bludgeoning damage. Because sure. I, feel, I feel like more often it actually hits you with his head, you know? And like fucks you up, you know. I feel like the force of the ball is what fucks you up. It's not the horse Got particular. You. Got you. I'm I'm sure you might be right. Let me just throw another possibility out there. Okay. So we've we've thought America bourbon. The other the other possibility is probably Scotland and Scotch. Okay. Uh, so I'm think I'm thinking Lagavulin. I'm thinking McAllister. I'm thinking. Other whiskies from Scotland. Do any of those have a figure? Um, so, Braveheart? <laughs> oh, yeah. The Scottish figure. Um, a grouse? Oh, that does happen, actually. I've seen that. A grouse. <laughs> a ghostly grouse. A ghostly grouse. What kind of damage would a ghostly grouse do? I feel like I have to be bludgeoning. I guess they just flap at you hard like a swan. <laughs> what do you tell me about another bird that fucks you up? Um, swans. But that, to me, indicated is a very English bird. I think it's a very British bird. Perhaps. I don't know a lot about swan population. And my, my understanding is that the people of Scotland like to be lumped in with the people of England as much as possible. Yeah, they love that shit. They love it. They wish they were us. Yeah. That's why they haven't left yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shout out our one patron, Rory M. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Scottish 
Scotch figures. So we need a, a spectre from America or Scotland. Yeah. To play into our whiskey spirit. That ideally doesn't do piercing damage. But if it does, we could change the hook to slashing damage. But I feel like the hook is piercing. Mm. Mm. I feel like the point of the hook is what you're looking at. Really. I get that. I get that, certainly. So yeah, I think a grouse, an upset grouse could do some bludgeoning damage. <laughs> um, a gruesome grouse. A gruesome grouse. A ghoulish grouse. A ghoulish gruesome grouse. A ghoulish a ghoulish grouse. A ghoulish, gruesome, ghostly grouse. Yes. Um, we'll do some bludgeoning damage. So that's piercing and bludgeoning. That's the rum and the whiskey. And now we need... Oh, no, we did, we did Baba Yaga. That's psychic for Baba Yaga. And now... Yeah. We need... And we have to stay very clear of some stereotypes here. The tequila. Okay. I don't know what my <laughs> stereotype would have been, actually. Um, ooh. I don't know. Yeah. Ah, uh, piercing for a cactus, but we already had piercing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's a skull, uh-huh. often, on, on cases. I know that it is a thing, and I do not know why, to have, uh, speaking of wormwood, as we did earlier, uh, tequila with uh, a worm in it. And Gross. it's like, are you macho enough to drink it in the worm? Ah, no, that's not like a, is the answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, what the worm is one of the many things that'll put some hair on your chest. Yeah, yeah. If you were 70 and the person who said that sort of thing. Or a person with a hairless chest and looking for anything. Yeah, a desperate hairless chest. A desperate man. person looking for a hairy chest. <laughs> 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 okay, I have an idea. Okay, so. Tequila, yep. at least sometimes it is a tradition mm-hmm. where what you do is you have a shot of tequila mm-hmm. and then you suck on a lime and then yep. you lick a line of salt. That might be not the wrong way, way around. around you do it. Probably the lime be... last, right? Yeah. Yeah. So salt, tequila, lime. Salt, if, tequila, if lime. If you're not a fucking moron. Well, there's also a thing that people do where they're like, they snort the salt out of the ticket and then squeeze the lime so in their I, eyes. So I don't know if this exists. I don't know if anyone actually does it. Prior to the Inbetweeners movie, but it is a funny concept. Yeah. But, so what I'm thinking is, there is a kype of damage in Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. I know I said kype. We don't need to think talk about it. I was just going to let you move on. <laughs> no, I can see your face as the issue. <laughs> um... There is a type of damage which is acid damage. Yeah. So a big lime that squeezes itself at you with ghostly acid damage. Wow. That's my idea. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, and we, if, we, if we have to get different types of damage, that's a good way to get acid out the way. Yeah, it's a great way to get acid out the way. Um... <laughs> What I'm struggling with uh-huh. is the I'm really idea... feeling the compliment sandwich going on. <laughs> I it's a good way to get out of the way. It is batshit, though. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> it is. But I like that there is a connection to tequila. <laughs> good way to get acid damage. Awful in every other conceivable <laughs> way. I enjoy a mojito. Now, uh... <laughs> I think it's a great idea, but so, let's hear your bad idea so that we can get some perspective. My, 
What I can't conceive of, does it have arms and legs? Well, that's up to us to figure out. It's a ghost, so it doesn't need them. Sure. Can you imagine how perplexing that would be? But how Just is a it... featureless big lime. <laughs> but it's heartbreaking. You're like, is this a ghost or is this like a projection? Someone just got a projector out and put up a lime. But how and then it goes, it... ah, and you go, ah, my eyes. <laughs> I should have respected the lime. I shouldn't have had so much time to ponder why there's a lime. What with this pirate Baba Yaga and Braveheart attacking me. No, a grouse. A grouse. A regular grouse. A regular grouse that is but it's not a happy ghost. with you. Um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering how the lime, if it doesn't have appendages, contorts itself to squeeze at you and deal its acidic damage. Oh, I'm just picturing it the lime like it's outside, you know, like what we consider the skin, the rind, the right. zest. That's all. <laughs> That's all like muscle. You can just contract from there, you know? Okay. It's, so maybe it's cut open. It's a half a lime. Mm. So you can see the segments. Yeah. And then it just tracks and it just crunches and squirts out a flume of acid at you. Yeah, yeah, no, I love it. Okay, good. So that's the Long Island Ice Tea Challenge. <laughs> why, why would this ever happen? Um... There's a treasure on a very long island. Yeah, yeah, a lengthy island. Uh, um, it, was, it was buried by a sailor uh, who went by T, the letter mm-hmm. T, short for something ridiculous, so everyone just called him T. Um, and he was frozen to death. Iced tea. The Long Island Iced Tea Challenge. Good. All right, it's been 49 minutes. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. <laughs> we have to now come up with a theme for next time. Oh, we certainly do. You got anything? It'll be, unless we just don't release an episode in November. I'm looking at the picture October, of Tigger fuck. behind you. Yeah, there is a picture of Tigger behind and me. And I'm thinking Safari. Okay, fine. Yeah, join us in October, maybe, for the Safari episode Woo! Dungeons and Dragnos. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. If you want to follow us, you can do that on Twitter at Dragnos Podcast, on Facebook at Dragnos Podcast. You can send an email to dungeonsanddragnos at gmail.com. Um, you can harass me directly uh, if you know who I am, which many people do. And if you don't, I guess that's not an option for you. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.